Here's a story from The World. Another big question in Afghanistan since the Taliban took over a year ago, will girls be allowed to go to school? Taliban leaders have been offering very mixed messages on this. But as the world's Shirin Jafari reports, the reality is many Afghan girls are simply not getting an education. For the past year, Matteo Lagasa has been zigzagging across Afghanistan, trying to give teenage girls an opportunity to learn. I'm a secret school. I'm a I set up these classes, he says, because I didn't want girls in my country to lose hope. The teachers he works with conduct lessons in homes, in basements, and in secret. Wesa is the founder and president of an NGO called PenPath. He started it in 2009 with the goal of promoting education in remote areas of Afghanistan. But since the Taliban took over, his focus has turned to girls' education. Basar says his students are grieving the loss of their right to study. The Taliban have ordered most secondary schools closed. A few remain open in the northern parts of the country, but those are exceptions. Basar says every day he hears students ask, when can we go back? They listen to the radio and watch TV with the hope of hearing some good news. Earlier this week, after negotiations between local elders, educators and the Taliban, schools in the city of Gardez in eastern Afghanistan reopened. Teenage girls in their uniforms of white headscarves and long dark shirts headed to class, but the euphoria lasted only a few days. The Taliban ordered the schools to close again. Local reporters captured this student's reaction. She said she was speechless. There is no consensus within the Taliban about girls' education, and the group has given different reasons for not allowing them to attend classes. Initially, it was about girls' safety. Then it was about their dress code. And most recently, the acting minister of education said this. Nurullah Munir claimed that Afghans don't want to send their girls to school and that it was against their culture. His comments didn't go over well with much of the public. Mutia Lovasa, the education advocate, is leading a campaign to reopen schools. He says the education minister's comments couldn't be further from what he's hearing from Afghan families. In conservative Kandahar, the birthplace of the Taliban, he says, fathers and brothers tell him they have no objection to girls' education. They want them in school. The United Nations Special Representative on Afghanistan, Richard Bennett, spoke recently about this. There's no country in the world where women and girls have so rapidly been deprived of their fundamental human rights, purely because of gender. The UN estimates that 850,000 Afghan girls are not in school and that many are at risk of child marriage and sexual exploitation. Rangina Hamidi is Afghanistan's former Minister of Education. Policymakers globally need to consider how to address this ban on education as the world tries to deal with the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. Hamidi lost her job when the Taliban came to power, and for a while, she debated whether she should leave Afghanistan. 
I am a mother of a girl who is in seventh grade today. I had to choose my own daughter's future over the millions of daughters that I have left behind in Afghanistan. And it's a weight that I carry very painfully in my heart. Hamidi is hopeful that she can return someday to her country. But that hope seems more and more distant as each day passes and as the world turns its attention away from Afghanistan. Longtime women's rights activist Mahbub Siraj expressed her frustration this week at a UN conference on human rights. We are erased. Do you know what that feeling is? To be erased? Erased not just from the education system, but from the workforce and from society in today's Afghanistan and the Taliban. For the world, I'm Shirin Jafari.